Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back, and this is day three. First of all, thank you for all the great feedback, and we're getting so many views on our YouTube channel. By the way, for those of you who are listening on our podcast, continue to do so, uh, but if you would prefer to watch the video over on YouTube, you can certainly do that as well. It's just the podcast as you're listening to it now um, with a little video behind it, so your decision. Frankly, I prefer podcasts over YouTube videos, sure. but... Whatever. It's all good. Yeah. So many different ways that we are providing this information because we want you guys to continue to have an unfair advantage as you become the best version of yourself as a real estate sales professional. So we are focused on the 15 reasons why the listing didn't sell or frankly what this really is, is an action plan not just to get listings sold, but an action plan, how to win expired listings. And frankly, it's evolving into, I'm hearing a lot of you are taking us up on the suggestion, an action plan or a list of content creation ideas for YouTube short videos. And we talked yesterday about how to do that. Make sure you listen to day two. Um, and if you've not listened to all three parts, make sure you go back and listen to all of them. A lot of times our points build on uh, one another. And so if you're just listening to say day three and you did not listen to the first couple of days, it doesn't make as much sense. The podcasts are always very fast paced and, um, almost always less than 30 minutes. So this is something you can listen to as you're driving to work or you're going to Starbucks or you're exercising. We do that intentionally because most of you are going to go for a run on the jog or on the you know rowing machine, or you're going to go run on the treadmill or whatever for 30 minutes. So that's the reason we create the content. So you have something to keep you company while you're doing something else. And uh, I mean, yeah, so it's all good. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to point number 11, Julie Harris. Point number 11, why your listings might be lingering. Does your listing have negative feedback that never gets to be remedied and the price hasn't improved to reflect that? Do you even get feedback on your listings? Well, that's such a can of worms, isn't it? It is. Well, a lot of them became accustomed to never needing feedback because it sold so fast. Right. So you don't like, so here's the situation. You're going to go meet with an expired seller. Good job. You got a listing with an expired seller. Seller has to sell. Seller has to have the house sold in four months. This is a sweet seller. And guess what? There's no condition location. There's, well, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. We don't know. We'll determine that in a second. But let's say the location's great. And let's say, based on the comps, the price even looks like it should be correct. But there's something missing. Why didn't the property sell? Let's say you listen to what we suggested in the first two podcasts. You get into the MLS. You maybe find some errors as often as the case. Maybe it wasn't in the exact, you know, correct MLS code. Maybe the, you know, street name was wrong. Maybe the description was terrible. Maybe the pictures were wrong. Again, listen to the first two shows. But really what might be happening is there was just simple, or here's the other one, right? Maybe the seller was just too fussy about allowing showings, but let's assume none of those are true and yet the listing still didn't sell. You're going to then ask the seller, what is what was the feedback on the, uh, the showings? And here's what the seller's going to say, most cases, I didn't get any feedback. If you're in a competitive situation where you are trying to win that listing with competitive being other agents who are also trying to win the listing, you need to ask the question, what was your feedback? So they will say, because they will in most cases, I didn't get feedback. So you can point at the fact that you do get feedback and then explain to the seller why the feedback is so important. In our complete home selling guide, which you get as a premier coaching client, there's actually a book that you can give to the seller. You get this as a coaching client. 
And the seller, uh, it actually has a feedback translation manual in it, mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome. And so if the seller's not getting any feedback, they're not really uh, knowing what the feedback was from the marketplace. And that's going to put that seller, it's going to make the seller more aware that their previous listing agent wasn't really doing their job at the highest level. And if your competing other agents aren't also, you know, sort of talking about how their feed feedback is one of the main things they focus on when they get a showing, that also is going to put those other uh, prospective listing agents on their heels as well. This is something you need to be taking seriously. Frankly, there's a lot of great systems for feedback. One of the easiest systems for feedback is have somebody call the buyer's agent. Oh, I hate getting calls. I'm not going to call the buyer's agent asking for feedback. Then don't. And then somebody else listening will, and they'll get the listing from yep. you. Because the reason that I will suggest you do the call versus all the other things is all the other things get ignored. All the texting and the emailing and the whatnot get ignored. Delete, but, delete, delete. But somebody calling, asking, you know, hey, you showed the house today at one o'clock. What did your, I have three quick questions for you. Price, condition, location. You're going to ask, you know, and we wrote all this out for you. You just have to use it. It's in the Premier Coaching Program. And then you're, you know, you can use a VA, by the way. It doesn't have to be even somebody that's that expensive. You can pay somebody so much for every feedback that they get. You want to award them for actually having gotten feedback. And then that feedback goes to you. And then you share that feedback with a the seller. Then the seller is going to see that indeed the avocado appliances is not a good thing. Or the smell of, you know, monkey urine is not something that's going to make the house more appealing. You guys get not it? Not so cozy. But it's not coming from you telling the seller something that they don't want to hear. Because oftentimes if you tell the seller something they don't want to hear, without them necessarily telling you, they're going to start hating on you and they're going to look for reasons to fire you or not be cooperative or not give you a price change because they felt your too, I don't know, unemotional about their huge collection of beer cans and how that's their pride and joy. And you just said, get rid of the trash in the bedroom up on the wall, right? You guys get the point? Well, and don't think that the sellers don't know either. One of our uh, coaching clients recently took an expired listing and she asked the feedback question. Their agent hadn't said anything about it, but they had been listening to, guess what, their internal video cameras, <laughs> which repetitively, same thing, loved the house, but just couldn't deal with the dark woodwork, right? And they didn't know what to do about it. Nobody had asked, you know, if they can help them maybe get some quotes. Maybe they didn't have to do the work, but they could just say, you know what, the estimate isn't going to be $9 billion. We can get this fixed for this many thousand. But listen to what Julie just said. The buy, or rather the sellers knew because they were eavesdropping using their, yep. you know, their cameras and with speakers or microphones. They knew that the buyer's agents and the buyers were saying the dark woodwork is terrible, but they did not tell the listing agent and that. And the listing agent never brought it up with them, didn't even bother to get any feedback. And why do we know this story? Because that was an expired listing that one of Julie's personal coaching yep. clients took and was able to, you know, obviously have the, the woodwork painted uh, to all white, which is not that big of a deal to do. So keep all these things in mind. The feedback in itself is going to be a reason why some sellers will list with you or won't list with you. And this is all covered exhaustively in Premier Coaching. And yes, Julie does have Premier Coach. I'm sorry, Julie is still taking private coaching clients. So if you're interested in being coached by Julie, I just heard her give me a deep sigh. But if you're interested in being coached by- You better be serious. If you better be serious because she's not going to suffer fools. If you are, you can, frankly, you can be a new agent, but you've got to get your act together and she's not going to have to, she doesn't want to spend, well, you tell them. No Groundhog Day calls. Yeah, in other words, she doesn't want to have to tell you to do the same thing over and over again. She wants to work with agents that are serious about their success because of this market. And she, she will do some convincing to get you to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. But if at the end of the day, it's the same call week after week, 
that's not a good fit for you. You're just not ready for coaching. We do have other coaching programs, Premier, for example, where that might be a better fit for you. But if you want to just jump to the top of the, you know, top of the mountain and you want to be coached by what arguably is the best coach in the nation, according to many people, Julie Harris, yes, she's open and she's receptive to taking on a handful of personal coaching clients. In order for that to happen, you have to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206, and you guys can have a conversation. Point number 12. Point number 12, does your listing have too many personal items like family pictures or degrees on the wall or stranger than that? These things can distract the buyer from focusing on the property and how they would live there. Most salient point when we lived in Texas, lots of, uh, what do they call those? Mounts? Heads on the wall, basically. Mounts, yeah. That can be distracting when there's like, you know, 30 of them in one room. So be careful of that. And we could go on and on with many different stories about weird collections and, you know, where did they go to school? You don't want to be distracted. You don't want to show anything except the features of the house. The script that we teach you in Premier Coaching is simply this. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I can appreciate all of your collections and you've got some beautiful pictures and things here, but the way you live in a house when it's for sale is oftentimes different than how you actually live in your house. And by the way, this is a good time to be packing up things, boxing things. You guys are moving anyway, so let's take a week or so and get everything organized. That's right. And um, yeah, here's another thing. Security. If you've got a bunch of uh, personal degrees on the wall and there's your name everywhere, your seller's name everywhere, that buyer's age or that buyer is going to be nosy and probably start Googling for information on your seller. Maybe you care, maybe you don't care. What you should care about is if you tell the seller that, that's going to give them the motivation to remove all their personal yep. artifacts that are in their house. You see what I just did there? Now, where is that? Where What I just said? It's in the Complete Home Selling Guide. So when you take a listing, listing agents, Premier Coaching clients, you give them the, the book after they sign the contract, and it's going to tell them all the things they need to do to prepare the house in a checklist format that will save you the anguish of actually having to have sometimes those difficult conversations with them. That's the reason that most of you have houses that don't show well, because you don't want to have those conversations with the seller out of fear of, frankly, insulting the seller, which, frankly, some of you might. That's the reason that we created this home selling guide for you to give that to the sellers after they take the list, after you take the listing. Point number 13 or question, does your listing have obvious detriments that are turning off buyers? Things like bugs, dog hair, cat box smells, unidentifiable smells or stains, or other off-putting things that can easily make the buyer run away. Now, either price it to reflect the condition or fix the condition. Even a dirty, smelly, scary house will sell for the right price. And I just had a flashback to... Uh, I don't know if you remember the agent in Columbus. His name was Alan. I can't remember his last name. He had a caricature. Jackson. I, yes. And I, I remember that he had this listing that was obviously priced underneath its competition. And the only description that said... That was actually JP. I know what you're talking it's about. It's ugly and it stinks, but yeah. it's priced right. <laughs> now, that's an honest description, right? It was the funniest description awesome. ever. Well, but I'll just... Where I would go with all this, if you go on a listing appointment and you're going to have sellers that are not going to want to do anything... Frankly, it's going to be a lot of times where they just have lost interest in the house or maybe they inherited the property or maybe it's a probate listing or, you know, somebody passed away, that type of situation. Up rental or something. You're going to have to have a plan A, a plan B, and really a plan C. The plan A is they fix the house up and you position it correctly and you retail it. Plan B is you price it correctly, get reflecting the condition, the example Julie just gave you. So then, then obviously the house is going to sell at a discount, but it's taking into consideration the condition. And then the plan C is you're going to want to have some form of an eye buyer or an investor in your back pocket to sell the house to, you need to have all three of those ready to go when you when you meet with sellers, especially, frankly, expired sellers, because you're going to be running into more Bs and Cs than you can imagine. 
One of the best things that eXp offers for all those of you who are eXp agents, congratulations, hopefully you're using this tool, is the uh, program called Express Offers. Now, the way that works, I want you to imagine you're walking to a house. It's, again, I'll stay with expired sellers. And the house is just expired. And the house is a mess with all kinds of horribleness about it, let's say. Hoarder's house, all kinds of strange smells. Pretty much it checks all the lists. Uh, it checks every box on the list of things that you need to fix in a house. Gross, smelly, ugly. You got it all. Seller is not local. Seller does not care. Maybe it was an old rental property. They just want to dump the property. So they won't fix the property up. They won't even price. And, but they, will, they are willing to price it correctly. Well, if you put in a market, in many of your markets, if you put a house that needs a lot of work for sale, it still might not sell because, you know, depending on the competition situation is, that's the reason you need to have EXP's iBuyer in place called Express Offers. So you can talk to a seller. Now, I want you to imagine you're competing for a listing. You walk into the seller, you say, Mr. Seller, we have option A, option B, and option C. If you just want to get rid of the property, we can sell it to um, through Express Offers because I'm an EXP agent. This is only available to EXP agents. And we can actually have a cash offer on your property within typically 48 hours. That is going to give you an advantage against every other agent in your marketplace who is trying to hypothetically uh, get the listing, who's telling that seller the only thing they can do is you know condition the property appropriately to sell, which is, by the way, what most listing agents will make the mistake of doing. And I've seen listing agents, you guys, because you don't have any other options, you now all of a sudden find yourself doing garage sales. You find yourself trashing out houses. You find That's yourself meeting with auctioneers. You find yourself meeting with carpenters and roofers. And all of a sudden, you're doing all these jobs that have nothing to do with being a listing agent where the reality of it is if you would just tell that seller that they could have sold the house for 80 cents on the dollar, they would have done it in two seconds. You guys get the point? So EXP does have a lot of very amazing opportunities for you as a prospective listing agents, especially in this marketplace. All the iBuyers, which essentially is what Express Offers are, most of them are no longer competitive, but EXP's iBuyer is still in place. It's called, e, it's called Express Offers. If you are not an EXP Realty agent, I strongly encourage you to look at all the advantages offered by EXP, and we've made it very easy for you. Text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372. And we'll text you back our website about our group at EXP. Watch the videos on there. Familiarize yourself with everything EXP offers and why you might consider being uh, sponsored and partners with Julian I EXP Realty. Or if you're ready to join EXP now, which a lot of you are, hundreds of you are typically, then you need to consider having Julian I as your sponsor. We made that equally as easy. Just text me directly, 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. That goes right to my cell phone. And just put a little bit of information on your, about yourself in the text, letting me know you're interested in eXp. And we will have a conversation. Whether you're a brand new agent, eXp is perfect. Whether you're a big team, you're a small broker, it does not matter. I strongly encourage you, because of this market, to truly explore what moving up to eXp would mean to you and, frankly, your future. So text me directly if you're ready to join and you're looking for a sponsor that's going to be incredibly proactive in your success, 512-758-0206. Um, or if you're just getting started and looking for more information, just text eXp to 47372. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply. Point number 14. Point number 14, does your listing have a lower than expected buyer side commission? Now, if you're the only listing on the market still, maybe you can get away with that. This was pretty rampant previously, but if a buyer's agent is setting up showings and they have other choices, which is happening more and more, 
Your listing will be deprioritized if the commission is too low. If you have any question about that, when was the last time you showed it for sale by owner? Why well, don't you do it? Because you're not sure what they're paying. But it's even worse. If you're in a marketplace where there's a lot of new construction, mm -hmm. the new construction builds are sometimes offering 6 and 7% on the buyer side. I heard a 9 last week. Okay, so if I want your brain to just start to be buzzing off of what we just said, <laughs> listeners. If you have buyers that are looking for properties, which all of you should, and you're in a marketplace where there's new construction that's a fit for what they're looking for, you are loony bins not to take them to see that new construction. Because mm -hmm. oftentimes the builder's going to offer preferential financing. It's going to offer a better than average uh, commission. And by the way, and most importantly, that buyer is probably going to prefer a new home over a resale home, all things being equal, because it's you know new and there's not going to be a lot of work to do. And also, dear agents, you won't have an inspection nightmare on your hands. Yep. All good, right? Okay, so uh, again, commissions are rising in the shifting market. Don't be the only one paying a terrible percentage to the buyer side agent. They might just opt not to show your listing at all. Now we're not saying that we're not saying that's good or you know it's obviously unethical not to show a property that's the best for your for your prospective seller. But here's the reality: if you're a you know a listing agent and you're not offering at least market condition and you're wondering if you're losing showings, here's your answer: you are because maybe that buyer's agent. Uh, has one buyer that they're going to have the entire year and they're being extra selective on what's going to be the best fit, quote unquote, for that buyer, but also for them. That's just how the market works. It's not good or bad, unethical or ethical. Frankly, it's unethical, but you know, it's still a fact. It's though. still a fact and it still happens and we don't have to act like it doesn't. So if you want to really have an unfair advantage in the marketplace, in this market, in you're in a marketplace where things aren't just popping off and selling really, really fast, Offer something above what the normal buyer's agent commission is, and you will be shocked how many more buyer's agents pay attention to that. That's true. And you don't have to do it in percentages. You could just have a $1,000 bonus paid if it's uh, closed by a certain date. Do what the builders do. And you can put it in the uh, the agent-to-agent -agent comments, right? You know, let's just say it's a standard whatever the, uh, the co-op commission is in your marketplace, and you can say, you know, $5,000 bonus if sold at uh, full price or $5,000 bonus if sold by this particular date, that kind of thing. That's right. So our final point, number 15, is your communication ineffective with the seller? When there's competition in the market, you must have a proactive strategy for being the listing that actually wins. You know the old saying, your strategy is to be the listing agent when it actually sells? You you jumped on the joke, right? Sorry. So the old joke is, you know, I remember the first time someone told us this, right? Hey, Tim and Julie, you want me to tell you the super secret for being a successful listing agent? Of course, we were like, okay, George. And, they're, and they said... Have the listing when it sells. Yes. And it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. That's Some nice. of you are going to be in markets where, lo and behold, you're going to see that listings are going to expire once, twice, and three times and before they finally sell. Don't be the first agent or even the second agent in those scenarios. Be the agent that has the listing when it sells. The best bet is have the, have the listing when it sells when you're the first agent because you followed our 15 previous points. That's right. So work to eliminate those pitfalls or those challenges before you launch the listing in the first place. If that's impossible, you've got to end up pricing the home to be more competitive. It's not good enough for a listing to just be available anymore. The home you're listing has to shine and be the clear choice for any buyer who wants to see it. And again, these pro points are prominently written for you to share with your prospective sellers, for you to share in social media. But I hope you're seeing the bigger picture here. Your presentation, how you present every aspect of a listing, price, condition, location, how it looks, how it smells, how it appears in pictures, how it appears in the description, how it appears in the MLS, 
These are all really important ways to differentiate yourself in the marketplace for future prospective sellers. These things make a huge difference. If you want to know why uh, you know, a no-name agent in your market took a listing and then all of a sudden they took 10 other listings, it's because they worked the seller. They worked the listing. They did open houses. They really positioned the house perfectly. They actually went to all the neighbors and, and invited them except for you because they knew you lived there and you're a real estate agent. <laughs> right. But they invited everyone else to a neighbor's only open house. They followed our open house plan. They actually worked the neighborhood because they knew what their job was is to take more listings. Well, I can give you an example. Tammy Irby in Northern Virginia, one of my private coaching clients, she is probably the best at this that I've ever coached. She gives the sellers a version of what we do in premier coaching to help them stage. She actually has a video she's developed. She has a leave behind booklet, how to stage your home. She helps them set it up. She helps them make sure the paint looks great. She helps them make sure it's bright. All the things that we've talked about in these past uh, three podcasts. She actually has built a reputation within her communities that she makes her listings shine. And she has often asked me, do you think I go too far on this? The answer is never that uh, you can't. Well, okay. So well, but why? Because the proof is in the fact that she's still selling her listings, even in an upper end luxury market, a million and over quickly with sometimes multiple offers. That's how you know that you're doing it right. And every time, so she's done what we just talked about. Plus she systematized her open house methods, right? So when you put those two things together, when she does a neighbor's only open house or a neighbor's preview open house, she almost always gets her next listing that day or that next week in the same neighborhood. Something else we didn't even really drill down on much, but it's also true. Let's say you're a busy buyer's agent. Let's say there's 20 houses that might be a good fit for your buyer, but Tammy Irving has one of your has a house that's a good fit for your buyer, and you know the house is going to be priced right. You know the house is going to yes. be conditioned right. You know there's not going to be any surprises on the downside when you introduce that house to your buyer. Aren't you always going to show her listings versus some agent who you know could just be a hit or miss? creating an unsellable situation where you're now wasting your time. And by the way, that buyer might decide not to work with you anymore because you showed him a house with fleas. You guys get the point? Mm -hmm. So think like this. I know a lot of you, all of you, were spoiled in the past market that you didn't have to think like this. Think like this now because it gives you a real enormous advantage in the marketplace. A lot of you guys are so focused on building your brand. Brand, 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 logo, lots of social media, this, that, the other. If you want to have a Tammy Irvy level brand, this is how you do it. You want to have, don't try to make yourself famous listeners. Try to make the results you get for other people famous. Exactly. The sellers are who she's trying to be. Uh, she's obviously making the listings that she sold. That's what her work products is what's famous, not herself individually. You guys are conflating. Uh, reputation with brand. Reputation is something you earn over a long period of time from actually having done what you said you were going to do at the highest level. Brand is something that is fungible. Brand, your branding or having a brand uh, goes away like a fart in the wind as soon as you stop spending money and effort on it. If you are, so think about it this way. Tammy Irvy has years of experience of being a really top listing agent in that marketplace. And then there's some young upstart who's, you know, spending all their time making social media. Do you think that seller is going to put more value on Tammy's proven track record or the agent who's making a bunch of TikTok videos? Do you guys, now maybe the TikTok videos are really funny and maybe that TikTok agent's actually going to have a shot at the listing appointment. Who knows? You don't know. But the reality of it is the seller's always going to choose the agent who's proven their ability to get the business done. You guys overestimate what you can do in 12 months. You underestimate what you can do in five years or 10 years or 20 years. 
If you want ever-increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, condition yourself for the long game. Condition yourself for the belief that you are going to get better every single year. You're going to become more professional every single year. And what you're going to build from your consistent efforts and the results you get for other people is a stellar reputation. Don't get suckered into believing that your brand is going to somehow usurp the need for you to have a stellar reputation. It won't. That's just somebody trying to sell you something. So guys, keep all these points in mind. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We have a great topic for all of you guys tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>